I reached inside. Nothing but razor blades. <laughs> Degressive obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about? <laughs> so, Paul Guyette, welcome to Degressive Obscenity, or, insert clever name here, the podcast. Thank you. Oh, we're actually recording. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> All that's gone. Yeah, that's that's here now. Wait, is the a... red good or bad? The red means everything. It's judging the quality. Yeah. It red is awesome. So to start, <clears throat> who are you? And what do you do? And who do you work for? And what are their names? Okay, wait, what was the question? <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> My name is Paul. Let's digress. <laughs> <laughs> And we're done. <laughs> what? I'm Paul. Um, I'm an actor. I'm tall. Do you think, given that you've asked this question so many times, shouldn't you have a better answer? What else is there? Mm. Just tallness and Paulness. What else is there? I'm, I'm tall. I'm Paul. I'm a tall actor. Let's digress, I think, is the next part. Let's no. Next is... Tell me about you. No, tell me about you. Doom, doom, doom. What is your favorite episode of Masterpiece Theater? Uh, the one with the old British man hmm. in the chair. All right. Fair enough. Good. What is your first memory of meeting yourself? Uh, uh, drawing with crayons. What and kind of crayons? Uh, Crayola. Did you have a big set, like the 64, the 128? Uh, we had, it was actually an old uh, box of, uh, like, Johnson's Baby Wipes that had just been repurposed as a crayon box. So it may have been the, it may have been a 28, maybe like a couple 28s. Now, if you're really being honest, how many of those did you eat? Oh. Um, I tried eating a couple, but they didn't taste good. So does that mean, like, you ate a f- few crayons entirely, or you nibbled at all of them? I tried a couple, uh, thinking that the different crayons were different flavors. Of course. And Naturally. found that they were not. Yeah. Not different flavors. Not different flavors Nor all. were they to your liking. No. Waxy. They tasted waxy. And that's bad. your kind of thing. Yeah. No. I'm not a waxy guy. Fair enough. So anyway, I interrupted you. You were with the crayons... With the crayons, I remember, I believe I was probably back in like kindergarten, preschool, something like that. And I remember sitting at my living room table and uh, just kind of like, uh, it was sunny and then like the clouds passed over and it kind of, you know, got dark in the room and it got sunny again and I just remember drawing. Does that often happen when you're thinking deep thoughts? Clouds gather in the sky? I've not noticed. I'll take, I'll take note of that. You're, you're I'm going out on a limb. I apologize. You're implying I'm some sort of uh, empath. Well, or the weather. demon character. Demon character. Okay, fine. I'm not an expert in the occult. Okay. That's really more Philip's territory. <laughs> Hachu. <laughs> He's a writer, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's a third person in the room? <laughs> Philip Tucker, everyone. Phil Tucker. <laughs> so how old were you when you were eating these crayons? This is like three weeks ago, or yeah, yeah. You've well, just started kindergarten them. recently, I tried correct? Them. Teaching kindergarten. You are, I believe, the world's tallest kindergartner. 
the podcast. Oh, this was all one long intro. It's a great <laughs> intro. Tell me about you. Doom, doom, doom. So, what is your favorite episode of The Simpsons? Um, the Mysterious Voyage of Our Homer from Season 8, I believe. The Space Coyote episode, Johnny Cash. The uh, Insanity Peppers of Quetzalcoatl, whatever it is. You interrupted me. And why? Um, because it goes to so many different places and it has so many wonderful, ridiculous references and jumping off points. The ending of the episode is incredible. The, um, the artwork is singular. It's amazing. Um, also the, uh, the line where, uh, Bart and Lisa are talking and Homer comes in and, uh, Bart is saying, you know, so it says to Mabel, I says, and Homer interrupts them. And then when Homer leaves, Bart just picks right back up where he was. That actually um, kind of the, was one of the launching points for the, the dialogue that later became Rooster Rock. The infamous dialogue. The infamous, I think it's pronounced. So famous it's infamous. Yes. I suppose. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Tell me, what is your first memory of your average podcast listener? Of my average podcast listener? I guess that would be Colin Goldberg, I think, is the first person I knew who listened to podcasts. And, uh, I'm sorry, podcast. this podcast. This podcast. Yes. My first memory of the average podcast listener to this podcast. For Digressive Obscenity. I think the only person I've spoken to that I know that listens to it is you. That's not true. I... We don't cotton to liars on Digressive Obscenity. <laughs> you seemed... Lying is really more Phillips category. Yes. The third person in the room, Philip. I'm Tucker. so good at throwing it to him, <laughs> and he's so good at, at doing this, There's but not moving to catch it. Some great <laughs> physical physical it's, acting going on here. It's yeah. really stunning. Philip's face is she's ready. He's ready for it. Uh, look at him. He's so eager. Next question. Do we get to the questions now, or do we get specific? What's um, next? Well, there's a lot more questions that yeah. you skipped what? over. Like what? Uh, what are you listening to? What, is that now? That I thought was, that was that later. Was Philip Tucker. Philip Holy Tucker. cow. Thank you for joining us. What am I listening to? Now. I'm listening to the most recent Gary Newman album, Dead Sun Rising, and I think he's doing a lot of really cool stuff. It's a good thing you hate Coil, right? I don't want to talk about Coil. Oh, but you have to. This is a podcast that's not about what you want. <laughs> it's about what the fans want. Okay. What do you want to know about Coil? Everything. I want at least 10,000 words. Now, <laughs> off the top of your head. Go. Coil, Coil, Gay Grind Show, Coil, Cunt, Coil, Coil, Coffin Camp. That's about 11 or 12. Times 9,000. Hmm. Next. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So. What are you watching right now? What am I watching right now? Um, and why are you I'm watching, watching it? I'm watching... Uh, and how? Darker, and are you paying for it? Darker Than Black, which is a... Uh, it was suggested to me after I finished Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, enjoyable, you know. It's a really amazing world that they created. Um, and rather than one huge story like Full Metal Alchemist was, it's like, you know, little snapshots from this world. So very well done stuff, very engrossing. It's one of those things where they kind of drop you in with the first episode and they mention something that they sort of establish later. Um... 
I'm watching it via streaming Netflix, which I pay for 20 something dollars a month because we also have the DVD service, even though we've had the DVDs here for a very, very long time. What DVDs do you have right now? Ooh. We have The Elephant Man, David Lynch's Elephant Man, Wizards, which Jim Potenza and you, Philip? No. Jim Potenza and Ray Zablocki have both been pushing, say so it's very, very good. I'll watch that at some point, I promise. And Christina has Run Lola Run. Which she's seen before, I presume. She's seen once years ago in college, and you know. But yeah, so we have those three. And I think at this point, judging monthly, we've probably paid over $100 to have them in our homes. Does their presence comfort you? It's a comfort in the way that you always have these these movies that you kind of want to watch, but it's also a pressure. Like, hey, I know you have other stuff to watch, but... If you watch me, you'll get more movies. So. Q Street Nice. Yes. So tell me, what are you eating now? Right now, nothing. Recently. Recently, I had maybe 10 pounds of sushi um, made by Gary. Good really man. nice guy. He's a good guy. From good Wisconsin. Guy. Nice guy. Thick accent. This podcast endorses Gary. Yes, this podcast engor- endorses Gary. Engorges Gary. Yeah, also. This, this podcast engorges <laughs> Gary. So that's why we don't have him on anymore. Um, yeah, so 10 pounds of sushi. And then uh, some sake, which tasted okay. It was, uh, I believe, your first sake experience. My first sake experience. Sorry, Let's describe sake. it. Can you come up with more adjectives? And just okay. What are your favorite adjectives right now? In terms of sake. In terms of sake. <clears throat> Acceptable. <laughs> Wine-esque. Unnauseating. Your favorite adjectives. Rice-ish? Rice-ish. That's nice. Uh, rice-ish. Rice-esque. Ricey. And uh, special sauce. Hmm. Yeah, and then after that I ate a 22-layer chocolate cake and a baked Alaska for the first time in my life, which was astonishing. Now, some of our listeners may not be familiar with a baked Alaska. I just thought I'd throw that out there. All the more pity to them. Fair enough. Google it. Did you feel like 22 was the right number of layers? If someone came to me and said, Paul, what do you think is the best number of layers for a chocolate cake? Personally, I'd say 23. Is that because of your long-lasting Jim Carrey obsession? No, it is because of my obsession with uh, the Illuminatus trilogy, from which they made the movie the number 23. And the Jim Carrey in the trailer for Kick-Ass 2, thoughts? I think he's having a lot of fun, and I think it's going to be a fun movie. The first one was ridiculously over the top, and the second one is going to be ten times over the top. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. What comes Fact. Next? What comes next? Prompt. Prompt. I, I can even he doesn't remember, ladies and gentlemen. Hand me the, uh, this the is a real expose. The, the behind the scenes. No, the the black uh, the black. Aggressive Obscenity Studios are desperately hunting around for the list of questions. Under there? 
There's a loose drawer on top of a bed. It's ask random questions. Really getting pretty weird. You can ask whatever you want. No, there's an order to these things. Do we digress now? Sitting on it, are you? The black Do we book. Tell it's like a black leather bound book. Can we ask the zombie question? Ask the zombie question. Let's cut to this. Cut to cut cut to the zombie question. Paul. Yes. If you were thrust into the zombie apocalypse, okay, and you could choose only one weapon that you could use, and one person who would use that weapon. Because you wouldn't be allowed to. And it has to be a real person, not Shrek. <laughs> not Darth Shrek. What if it was a CG... No, not Darth Shrek? No, not Fuck. Darth Shrek. It has I... to be a real person, living or dead, but they would be alive with you. And it has to be any weapon that is portable. And why? And why would you pick those people or weapons? Hmm. Go. People, plural? No. One person. When I said people, I obviously meant person. Obviously, I'm sorry. It's the royal people. Wait, so like the royal family? Queen if you Elizabeth. want. Queen Elizabeth? If like, you know her. If AKA that's zombie She can't age. be fictional. Oh, as in I need to know them or as in I need to know of them? Of them, but they had to be real. Hmm. While they were alive, at least. Real while they were alive. Afterwards, it could be have been fictionalized. fairly strange to pick a zombie. Okay. Um... Do we want to go back or do you want to jump? No, I think we're in it now. Go where it did. Just roll with it. Don't let the listener know. (laughs) Probably going to edit that out. No, don't. (laughs) Fine. Um, Okay, so. What would I have with me? What weapon would I use? And why? What weapon and why? And why? But the person would use the weapon, not you. You are. Let's assume your arms have been removed. Surgically. Not by zombies. By so this is pre-zombie so apocalypse. Cauterized. Yeah. No infection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no, okay. you're perfectly healthy. Other, just no arms. Other than no arms. Yeah. Okay. Um, and your other conditions. You know, whatever. Those don't go away. So, person, weapon. Yeah. Okay. And I have to know this person, or they have to simply be real. They have to have been real at some point. They can now be fictional. I would want Jet Li, and I'd want to arm him with two trench spikes, and that's thanks to Max Brooks from his uh, Zombie Survival Guide. And why so. Jet Li? I mean, he seems like a real sissy. Well, I mean... You realize he's an actor. If he, he doesn't actually do those stunts, Paul. I'll tell you one thing. You know that scene where he kicks the pool ball out of the pocket? And, and then, then he roundhouse kicks, kicks it and yes. hits the guy in the head? Yeah. That's CGI. Totally CGI. What's your basis for that? What's I, your vector, Victor? What's your vector, Victor? My Victor Vector is the CGI montage they put together. Listen, we're pretty much CGI experts. You should just roll with us on this. Okay, in that case, not Jet Li. I'd want Jackie Chan. Like most podcast hosts, we excel in CGI. CGI experts. We've got a pretty big budget for it. Uh, You can ask our fact checker, still on vacation. Son of a bitch. Um, Well, I mean, one of the kids is, you know, dysentery. Um, What I would do is basically... um, I'd want Jackie Chan, and I'd want to arm him with two trench spikes, because guy knows how to handle his stuff. So now you've pretty much just angered Jet Li. That's fine. I mean, in a world with a, you know, an increasingly smaller number of people, can you say that? I'm not a professional writer. An increasingly small number? Yes, smaller. No. A number that, a diminishing number of people. I think the number is actually up. Oh, really? You think, expand upon this, your, your population theory of zombie attacks. The number of 
Oh, I'm sorry, in the post-apocalypse. Yeah, of course. Well, people are still there, they're just turning into zombies. Right. What do you mean, like living humans? Yeah. Okay. How many of them? Diminishing, right? And you've just pissed off Jet Li. Because you had him, and then you dropped him for Jackie Chan, just like that. But he's just an actor. Oh. And I believe Jackie Chan could be Jet Li in a fight. He was in the opera. Exactly. And also, I mean, if this were Hong Kong, I'd already be dead. True. So. I'm satisfied. Yeah. Works for me. If you could make... Oh, wait. Sorry. Getting back on the schedule. Sure. What are you playing? What are you playing? Right now, I'm not actually playing anything. Okay, moving on. Do you you have any allergies? I'm allergic to Ritalin. How did you discover that? Um, Viral experimentation. I found a bottle of Ritalin in the trash. Well, it said Ritalin. it. It was misspelled and in Sharpie. How um, is it spelled? Um, R-I-T-L-Y-N-E-E. And the mm-hmm. second E was underlined. Important. So that's what I thought. Um, I was diagnosed as um, attention deficit hyperactive disorder as a child. I'm sorry, what? Attention deficit hyperactive disorder as a child. You lost me. Attention deficit hyperactive disorder as a child. Okay. And um, they put me on Ritalin because back then that was the Asperger's of today. And then, oh, oh, your kid doesn't talk to other kids? Oh, he must have ADHD. Are you on the spectrum? No. Off the spectrum. I'm in the negative spectrum. All right. It's on the record. Um, so I uh, went on Ritalin. It gave me uh, nervous tics, and it made me incredibly just slow and sluggish and drain my energy, which is the, which means you're, you don't have ADHD. So they took me off it. So it gave me... Uh, Ticks, nervous ticks. If you could have one more allergy, what would you pick and why? One more allergy. I would want to be allergic to. Hmm, that's a very good question. I would want to be allergic to sunlight. I don't think any more explanation is needed. Fair enough. Do you collect anything? Intentionally. No, I don't collect anything intentionally. Is that a lie? Because lies what room, you collect. I see a number of things that could qualify as part of a collection. You think? I mean, I have several Nine Inch Nails posters from concert I go to, concerts I go to, but ah, does... When you say several... Six. Is that a collection? Six, seven, eight, oh, those aren't from... Those aren't from concerts. But it doesn't matter. It's it's a, that's a different NIN, right? That stands for the Northern Illinois... Nationalists. Nationalists. Fair enough. What about their music? The Northern Illinois Nationalists. It's mainly like sousaphone. Sousaphone. There's flugelhorn. Um, they have a, they have a lot of jaw harp. Amazingly versatile. Amazingly versatile. Amazingly versatile. You wouldn't happen to collect Stephen King novels? <laughs> I, I use them though. I read them. If I was a coll- when I think collector, I think, ooh, I need to get the first edition of that. I'm going to put it in a bag and never read it. What percentage of the movies that you own on physical media would you say you've ever watched? 
I would say 95%. Bullshit. We could break out the 385 plus DVDs and look through it. I do believe there are maybe three that have not been unwrapped. And I will be honest, I did get rid of that White Stripes live DVD you gave me. Because A, I thought I was a bigger fan than I was. B, I did not recognize one song listed on there. And apparently half of it was covers. Well, I guess we can kiss Jack White goodbye as a fan of Digressive Obscenity. No, 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 no. Not Jack White. The White Stripes. Oh, yeah. I I enjoy Jack White. Jeez. Fuck Meg. Jesus. Speaking of Meg, one actor or actress you could make gone. Who and why? Halle Berry. Uh, Did you not hear the NY part? I'm considering the, the most nutshell way to say this. She ruins things. Movies that are solely based on her are awful. Movies in which there are other actors, that actor is made worse by being in her presence. So she's kind of like the one ring. Like you put her on a movie, it disappears and eventually goes and joins the dark side. But instantly. There's none of that, oh, the ring is getting heavier. It's like an instantaneous, and you don't even need to put her on. It's a proximity thing. It's more like uranium. But uranium one ring. Yes. Okay, it's a uranium one ring that works with proximity. You're almost implying you hold this against her. I hold it against her that she's bad? Yeah. It's your, you know, it's your own prerogative. If you want to be a bad actor or actress, that is your choice. I'm not going to tell you what you can or can't do. I just don't want to ever see you in these things. And when you somehow end up in things that I'm otherwise excited to see, it makes me sad and and frustrated. All right, well, let's digress. Okay. What? Can you tell us your favorite afternoon cartoon from your childhood? Total cop out, but um, Batman the Animated Series. Just that was from your childhood. Yeah, I was, you know, fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Yeah, was it? I mm-hmm. thought it came out later. I don't believe so. I, mean, I think I watched it then. Um, anything from when I was even younger? I watched a lot of GI Joe, but it wasn't really great. Watch Transformers. Garfield was fun, you know. I'd say, yeah, Batman the Animated Series. Now, longtime listeners will know that something of a theme is the discussion of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Did you ever see that show? I did indeed, yes. Now, we've asked this question of a few people, but did you think that Monterey Jack was overly sexualized? I thought he had this, this Bacchanalian, Dionysian feel to him that... It was, it was evidenced every time there was cheese introduced. He lost his faculties. His mustache would twist up. His eyes would spin in spirals. He'd be insane, driven insane with lust for cheese. Oversexed? No. If you met him in person, would you go with Captain Jack, Mr. Monterey, Monty? I don't know him well enough to call him Monty. 
Are we talking about an animated mouse? If you are magically transported into the show, okay, as you, as like playing yourself, very very tall human being, but you know, cartoon, cartoon version of me, okay, and you were introduced. You know, maybe Dale's like, "Hey, Paul, meet my friend Monterey Jack," and you became Captain Jack. Captain Jack. Captain Jack. Yeah, he's a captain. I'm not gonna. Monty, I don't know. I think that's worth knowing. Yeah, if I got to know him, but yeah. Do you have any crazy or creepy homeless stories? Crazy or creepily homeless? Well, and um, why? Why do I have story? not been previously recounted on the show? And why? Let's see. Hmm. Crazy or creepy homeless stories? When I was a child... Um, I would take the public bus home from uh, my school, St. Bernard's, on 98th and 5th. I'd take the M1, 2, or 3. That's Newark, right? Newark, New Jersey, yes. Um, so I'd take that down from 98th Street and 5th Avenue, take the M1, 2, 3, 4, down to about 66, get off there, take the M66 home. Um, definitely crazy. Not sure if he was homeless, but, you know, when you're a kid... So, I was waiting to get off at First Avenue, near where I lived, and this man was kind of just, just kind of hanging there and swaying, and there was a woman on the bus that had kind of like, like dyed pink hair, very, very crazy looking hair, and um, it was my stop, and he was blocking the back door, and uh, he stood there and he looked at the woman, but before he did, he knocked on the light on the bus, and he knocked on the bar... And then he just kind of stood there swaying. And then when she got up to get off, um, he looked at her and he said, Photograph! uh, Photograph! Lithograph! What's with the hair? And like kind of gestured wildly at his hair. At at his hair and then her. And that always struck me as odd. And that was pretty weird for a kid. You know. But then then I got off and went home. So. I think we can all be grateful there wasn't a pencil involved. Yes. Dear God, yes. Duodenum or duodenum? Duodenum. Mm-hmm. Mm. Solid. Mm-hmm. Tell me a joke. And why? <laughs> Let's see. <clears throat> man is having uh, sex with a prostitute. It's awful. It's it's scratching. Hey. Yes, I told you that joke. No, you told me that joke, and then I told other people that joke. But that still means I know that joke. So tell me when I don't know. Tell you a joke you don't know. Yes. <laughs> no, no. Wait. That's... You told me that joke, and I took credit. For <laughs> I've it. been claiming that one for <laughs> ten years. That's totally fine. <clears throat> and why okay. it's a good joke though I almost drove off a bridge when you told me yeah it's a great joke if death is your objective my objective it is usually often. hmm let's see so the black and white red and white night oh boy <laughs> how long is this podcast <laughs> how long is a sunrise no okay 
joke that you haven't heard. So many offensive jokes spiraling through my head. A universe of offensive jokes. Oh boy. We can't tell the Scrod joke because you've heard that. It's a good one though. Yeah, it's a good one. Time's up. Okay. Are you ready to do an acapella fill? No. Hang on a second. I've got to tell you a joke. That's awful. Um, <laughs> okay, no, this is fine. All right. Are we still recording? It's not red anymore. Yeah, we're recording. As long as it doesn't pop up an information box that says that my computer's no longer recording. So let me take a second and check this. Fine it's time. It's not professional. Just You're on a out. podcast, for God's sakes. Heading home. Psh. Two o'clock. Pussy. Okay. Man walks into a bar, sits down in front of the bartender, calls him over and says, uh, gotta get two shots, please. Two shots of whiskey. So pours him out, guy does the two shots, pays for him and leaves. Comes in once a week, same time, pays for the two shots, whiskey, takes him to leave. Eventually the bartender, you know, this guy kind of becomes a regular. And, um, he says, hey, you know, I notice you come in every day, every, every week, and you uh, you have two shots of whiskey. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm from Ireland, and, you know, my brother's out there. And so I have one shot for me, one shot for him. You know, it's kind of like a, keeps us together, keeps us in touch. And it's like, well, that's great. Um, so keeps going for a couple weeks. Comes in one day, only orders one shot. The bartender pours it, and the guy drinks it. He's getting up to leave, and the bartender, he's kind of worried, you know. And so he says, hey, man, is your... Uh, something okay with your brother you know you're only, you only took one shot and uh the guy goes uh oh oh yeah my, my brother's fine it's just that i quit drinking nice good one nice solid and why <laughs> because the irish are known for drinking but this is kind of a twist huh now are you ready to do an acapella fill for what Let's get specific. Let's get specific. <laughs> How did you get to be a podcast host? I have this this setup that I got for my birthday, thanks to you in part, thanks to both of you in part, Philip, Will, and um, it's great. You know, it allows me to do whatever I want. The problem is, I didn't have any. I didn't have anything to do with it, you know? Occasionally, as a voice actor, I'll, I'll get an email script, and I'll say, hey, record this MP3, send it back to us as, like, an audition. And, you know, that happens occasionally, but more often than not, I'm going in and auditioning in studios. Um, and then I believe it was you, Philip Tucker, author Philip Tucker, not film director and failed suicide Philip Tucker, who um, said, hey, I wrote this book, do you want to uh, read an audio version of it? And since we sort of, you know, like you wrote it, but I was there as you were writing it, and, you know, uh, sort of involved somewhat, um, and I kind of had a feel for the characters, I was out of my mind happy to do it. So, 
Um, once I was done with that, even though the process itself was infuriating because of the microphone is, is too good. It picks up every little background noise, and in order to be professional, I had to record between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. for about nine months. Not every single night, but it took a very long time. But, so when that was done, and the pain sort of wore off, I still had this wonderful setup, and not doing anything with it. And I listened to podcasts, and I figured that at this point in my life, a lot of my friends have become more than, you know, they've, uh, you know, you used to run really cool campaigns, uh, really cool role-playing campaigns back in high school, and now you're a writer. So... I know uh, my friend is a writer. You know, Will. He didn't really have a lot of interest in space. Oh, it was pretty boring. Um, football. Football. That's right. Word. Football. Yeah. Go. Ugh. Go. Uh, team. 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 And. Um, and now you're in aerospace. Yeah. Makes Which, sense. sense. Yeah. So that. So you know. And then it's. You, know, you look around, you have friends who are doing cool stuff nowadays, and they all have interesting lives and stories, and I think it's fun to talk to them, you know. And it gives me a chance to use it, you know, to use the equipment and... Uh, so purely utilitarian. I mean, I'm not... I don't believe this is going to reach enough people that it's like, ah... Excuse me. Phone call. You know, Highly professional phone call. Very. You know, ah, this is, you know, the voice of... Oh, it's Jack White. Piss. Fucking asshole! <laughs> no, you take this. You've got a guitar. Yes, you've got a guitar, Jack. So has there been one real <laughs> takeaway lesson that blew your mind from podcasting? Not really. I mean, it's just been fun. How do you keep things going, keep them relevant on the podcast? Uh, keep what going? Things. Things. How do I keep things going? I have a list of questions that I work from. I have a format, which helps. So if things ever get too slow or drawn out, I'll just edit it out, move on to the next thing. How do you listen to podcasts now? I listen when I commute, mostly. But does it, have you changed the way you listen now that you're in the biz? Not really. You know, I still listen to a handful. I've stopped listening to some Kevin Smith. Actually, I've stopped listening to Kevin Smith altogether recently. Um... Mostly a giant bomb cast, which is, you know, video game podcast. Occasionally the Nerdist, although sometimes Chris Hardwick does a great job. And sometimes he's just so, so proud of how self-referential he is. And so proud of his pop culture references that it just gets old. But yeah. What's the most terrifying podcast you've ever heard? Nothing. Nothing really. I mean, I've never been frightened by a podcast. What's a another thing here? It's a good question. That's a very good question. Do you know any Disney secrets you can share? Yeah. And why? Because living in Florida comes with certain privileges. The right to sweat. All the time. It's disgusting. Alright, well, we're almost to the end here. Ooh. We've come to our final section. 
Now, before the podcast, I had you write a list of words, send that list of words to many other people, most of whom have defined several of them already, but there's some left over. True. Now we've asked you to look at these list of words. Pick one. Give me the definition. Wow. Mm. Podcast. And why? Intentionally. Hey, we're supposed to do a little banter here. Digressive Obscenity is brought to you by... Paul Guyton. <laughs> Apple. You are just... Making computers. Sparkling. <laughs> that are kind of cool. Okay, I'm going to go with... Uh, glimp. Actually, it's pronounced glimp. Glimp? But there's only one E. Well... And it's a short E. It's my word. Oh, okay. Glimp? Yeah. Well, in that case, glimp is the... French pronunciation of glimp. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> and uh, to glimp means to sort of just like grab something, just really kind of kind of quick, like almost like snatching it, but sort of knocking everything over in the process. So Like a T-Rex. Sort of like a T-Rex, but not, you know, not shredding everything around it. Like he gets what he's grabbing for, but if I was grabbing for a bottle in the middle of a shelf of ten bottles, I'd grab the middle one and knock the rest over with my arm. So, like, late for work, the T-Rex glimped his keys as he dashed for his automobile. Glimped his keys, destroying his mantle. Again. Yes. Again. Weeping. I think it would be typical with a T-Rex. Hard to keep a mantle in working condition. Agreed. Glimping. Such tiny hands. And yet he can drive, seemingly no problem. He's not glimping the wheel. It's very true. Could you glimp a wheel? Yeah. Really? What would you destroy as a result? Is destruction necessary as like a corollary not to glimping? Destruction. Is it about the haste? It's about haste, but it's also about you know knocking things over, not necessarily destroying so things. So more like sloppy. It it could range from like simply knocking something askew to you know destroying a mantle like a T Rex. T Rex style. Yeah, T-Rex style. Little hands. Is that all the questions? Is that all the questions? You missed a bunch, but yeah. What did we miss? They're right there. No, they're not. What are they called? Tell me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, we already did that. Don't tell me a joke. <laughs> That's it. That's Those are all the questions. questions. We did all the questions. Everything? Wait, 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 wait. Well... Uh oh. Definitely don't edit this part out. No. The listeners not. need to know. Um, Do you believe in the sanctity of journalism? God, no. Ah. Oh, Will's question is. When did you first get into puppets? When I was a child. I, um. And why? Because uh, it was just what was on, you know, watched the Muppets, Fraggle Rock, stuff like that. And I uh, grew up two blocks away from uh, Jim Henson, hmm. his house. And his house from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, you could just walk into the lobby, and there was a huge two-story mural. There was a picture of all of the Muppets sitting in a movie theater, kind of looking out, and in front of it were two kind of movie-style seats, and you could sit down and get your picture taken. 
Yeah. Is that actually true? Yes, it is. Hmm. Japanese stuff. Thoughts and why? I respect their game designers and no one else. They're sushi chefs. Gary. Gary. Ah, Gary. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Once again, this podcast officially endorses Gary. And engorges Gary. (laughs) How much of the Fordham tour can you do from memory? Go. Oh, man. I can do the laundry room. Let's go. Let's hear it. Let's pretend and imagine with us. We've just walked into the laundry room and scene. Go. Okay, so everybody's talking. I sit on top of the dryer. Waiting. Waiting. I'm sorry. Did you do the stage instructions out loud, or is are you, this? Is, <laughs> I'm doing that for the benefit of oh, radio. Okay. Oh, you don't sit there and say that. That would mumbling make it awkward. Into I did not go to acting school, so I don't Everybody know these things. In. Everybody's talking. They quiet down. They quiet. Water mouth, water mouth, water is he talking to us? Imagine two thirty Tuesday morning. You have class at eight o'clock. That seems important. You have no clean underwear. That seems more like clean. These laundry rooms are open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and are free. You will never not have clean underwear. Again, thank you. Moving on. I could almost taste it. Right? The clean underwear. You made it real for me. What? You could taste the clean underwear? Clean underwear. The situation. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Don't get weird. Don't make it weird. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. What were you into as a child, media-wise? Other than Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Cartoons. Cartoons. Action figures. A lot of action figures. Um, Stuffed animals. Care Bears. If you could arbitrarily wave like a magic wand and fundamentally change one basic aspect of the acting slash film world what would that be and why hmm I suppose uh, more money for me (laughs) so basically you would change the entire industry to reward you with more money uh yes why because you like money well, money's great, but I like the stuff you can get with money better. Food. Um, clothing. Food and clothing. If you could replace one person in your life with Halle Berry, who would it be? And why? Ooh. Well, why? Because you're giving me these questions. Um, well, if I could cool. replace... Ah! Uh, uh, Pope Emeritus Ratzinger. Think of in your life. How is he not in my life? I don't know. How is he in your life? Intentionally. I know that he exists. Literally. And why? Because of Twitter, actually. Do no. you follow the Pope? On Twitter. Oh. <laughs> no, I do not. I thought we agreed not to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, with my father. You can talk about it with me. 
Um, any sort of just sort of epiphanies or thoughts hitting you in your last days as a single man? Planning weddings, even laid-back non-traditional weddings, is fucking headaches and everyone should always get a wedding planner always doesn't matter how cute or significant or important your idea is my wedding's gonna be different get a wedding planner we recommend Gary yes as a show that is and as an engorgement and as a city and as a, just a name that's a pretty solid name. Yeah. If you're gonna call your wedding something, Gary. And where do you see yourself ten years from now? Probably. Not dead. necessarily geographically. Uh, dead. Definitely dead. dead. No hesitation. Have you yeah. told Christina this? Oh God, no. Oh no. It's, it's gonna be a surprise. Surprise. Ten year anniversary. Ah, oh, you should see the look on her face. <laughs> I'd say shocked horror. Shocked horror? Shock, shock, horror, horror. Yeah. Well, Paul, thanks for appearing on this episode of Digressive Obscenity. Thank you for having me. Tune in again next week when our guest may be David Bowie. Maybe. Or not. Or not. It's possible. But it could be. Could be. So you better listen. Absolutely. And remember, leave a review on iTunes, but only if it's good. Only if it's good. If it's bad, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Fucking dicks. And scene. Action. Wait. <laughs>